0: fans to the matt mosley show on espn central texas the presenting sponsor of the matt mosley show is central national bank your leading independent bank with locations in waco temple and austin also sponsored by alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram barnett contracting baylor line foundation jim turner chevrolet camp finfo waco the baylor club myatt fuels Schmoltz's sandwich shop Person Lives Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, the
1: Matt Mosley Show. Back with you. We've made the trip back from Oxnard, California. That happened over the weekend. And Aaron and I are together again. I'm back uh, in the heat. It never stopped being hot, apparently. It did while I was out there in California, but um, I noticed on my gauge today it did hit 100. That would be probably the 36th or 37th day of the summer, something insane like that. But the beat goes on. Uh, rare sightings of rain occur. People go crazy if they even hear tell of thunderstorms, all of that. Would love to see some of that. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's not happening. Much of the country is uh, under heat wave. There are fires everywhere. Uh, or not everywhere, but around the country. So anyway, but Aaron, good to be back with you, buddy. And and uh, we um, have a lot on the uh, on tap for you this this week. In fact, Aaron has a lot to share with you when we get to Campus Confidential. Aaron, I noticed they have extended, you know, that Big East, Big Twelve battle, but also the Pac twelve. The Pac-12 and uh, Big 12, didn't you find that interesting? I do. That that like on the day after uh, or a couple of days after the commissioner for the Pac-12 uh, targeted the Big 12 and came after them, there was the announcement that, uh, oh, the Pac-12 uh, and the Big 12 will have a shootout, and it's going to be kind of fun. It's going to be at the American Airlines Center. It's going to involve the Baylor women and the Baylor men. Uh, I think the UT men and women are involved as well. And Aaron, Stanford, I think. um...
2: It's Stanford men. Men, it's uh, game one is Stanford and Texas men. And game two is USC and Texas women. That is uh, on Sunday, December 18th, starting at noon. Then game three is Arizona versus Baylor women. And in game four is Washington State versus Baylor men. So right, it was a full you, day. You
1: did, you did take the uh, cue very nicely there <laughs> as I was struggling. It hit me while I was out there. Lost my voice at times uh, and had to kind of fight through and have uh, made it home. And I think just these tremendous weather changes. Um, I think Ed Werder called it the Herschel Walker weather gap because it was like 34 degrees different difference and it has played havoc with me but Aaron as the case uh, as you might anticipate you know all day I've sounded pretty much fine you know you were on the phone with me I don't think I sounded that bad then I get on I get on live radio and I can't I can't make a peep so be on alert Aaron either either have interviews ready to hit or be ready just to start talking and uh, you could talk about whatever, but we'll continue on. And I'll fight through it, whatever I've been uh, encountering here. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We have been in Oxnard, California. Thanks to Jim Turner Chevrolet, of uh, McGregor. Wonderful. They were our presenting sponsor of our coverage from out there. Tremendous job. Aaron, I was trying to say goodbye to you the other night, and we were some of the uh, – Oh, out there near Malibu, uh, some gremlins got a hold of us. But I just thought our entire uh, broadcast, all the interviews that we did, um, we're getting a lot of great feedback on that. Thank you, um, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Uh, They were part of it. Barnett Contracting. Oh, Mike Barnett, the whole gang out there, excavating, building. I mean, uh, whatever you need, Barnett Contracting is ready to step up. And we are just so fortunate. And of course, our daily presenting sponsor is Central National Bank. Thank you, Brian Fonville, Joe Nesbitt. They've been incredible to us over the years, and we just we have a tremendous amount of sponsors and interest in our show, and uh, that just continues to be the case. Aaron, today, you remember that Deadfish Grill out in um, out in Belton? Beautiful place, right there on the lake. I got a call from uh, Terry Tacker, and he said, hey, I was out there talking some Mary Harden Baylor um, uh, football and Temple football, and the owner of that Dead Fish Grill said, hey, tell you what we really want is Mosley to come back out. And uh, so, Aaron, we're going to do that the week before that first Mary Harden Baylor game. Those first games will take place on right around September 2nd, and so I think on the 31st of uh, August. I'll be right out there at Dead Fish Grill doing a show. And then I got another show locally the Friday before that first Baylor game. And so I'll be down there September 1st or 2nd. I have to get that straight in my mind. Probably September 2nd uh, to do a show in Waco. So, I mean, it is, uh, we're all over the place. We're in Salado, where I stay a lot of the time, Belton, Waco. Uh, we are all over the place, Aaron. Don't we have some wonderful sponsors? Aren't you proud of all our uh, sponsors in the on the Matt Mosley
2: show? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Aaron. Uh, Aaron frequents all your places. and all his building needs, he's always calling Barnett Contracting for his sandwich needs. He 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 pulls up over there at the uh, sandwich shop at Schmaltz's. So we appreciate everybody for being involved in this now. <laughs> breaking news in fact Aaron let's give folks the um, the latest Cowboys news and then we'll get to the huge new NFL news of the day but let's give them a little breaking news sounder all right um, Aaron James Washington the Cowboys and well they were hoping he might step up and, and be the, uh, the could be the number two wide receiver CD lamb is number one receiver. He was running a go-route in today's practice out in Oxnard. They put on the pads, and he landed awkwardly. He did that the other day, and he kind of banged up his shoulder, but he was okay, and he's back out there playing. And it appears to be a foot injury, and, in fact, it is that dreaded uh, the Cowboys' fear. They're getting an MRI on it to make sure, but there's fear among the Cowboys' medical folks, uh, according to Adam Schefter from ESPN, that our own Adam Schefter that it could be a quote Jones fracture. Now, Aaron, you were saying to me before we came on the air that there was another player who had that. I sometimes think when foot injuries those Liz Frank, I think we call them injuries, but this is a this is now referred to as a Jones fracture. And that's not something you come back from very quickly. I mean, I, I would think at best you're out a couple of months. I, I maybe could be the whole season, but for a position that was already kind of worrisome, this is a this is some really bad news for the Cowboys. James Washington was the player who came over from the, uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Aaron, uh, catch us up to date. Share with us what you shared with me earlier. The player who had a similar injury and and what that did to him.
2: It it was Travis Etienne, the uh, former Clemson standout, and he was drafted by Jacksonville in the first round um, of last year's draft, not this year's. But he had a – I don't know if it was exactly a Jones fracture. He had – I was looking at it. I thought it was, but I don't know if it's the exact same injury. But he had to have surgery on it in training camp and uh, ended up missing the whole year as far as James Washington and Jones fracture from what I can tell three to four months so that's pretty much the entire season if you're talking about four yeah. months
1: yeah I mean you might give him a chance to come back late you can now put him on the uh, you can put him on the injured list and that's <laughs> if he
2: doesn't have to have surgery correct
1: with the ability to bring him back now, I, I would imagine he will. I, I mean, again, we don't know exactly what he'll need. Uh, I generally, if you break something in the NFL, if you break a foot like this in this case, a fracture, a lot of times they will go in there and try to repair it with a plate, some screws. I got a few of those in my neck, by the way, where they fused my C one and C two after a bicycle accident. Uh, and I I would uh, I'd be kind of surprised, Aaron if they just treated it with rehab, it, it, a, a Jones fracture, it does feel like they would want to go in there and try to stabilize this perhaps with surgery, but you never know. And we'll wait to hear back, but some really uh, rough news for the Cowboys. Again, already thin at that position, not knowing exactly who was going to be the number two wide receiver. Let's remember Michael Gallup told reporters while we were out there that he didn't think he'd be ready for, for, game, for game one. And if he's not ready for game one, oh, go ahead, Aaron, I'm sorry.
2: No, no, go finish your thought. I'm sorry.
1: Um, Gallup probably, you know, will be on that, um, the the IR, maybe even through the first, uh, they might be able to get him back or fairly early in the season, but you could see a scenario where he even missed the first three or four games. But he at least does not think he'll be ready for week one, so there, there is a lot, I mean, it's really up in the air who could step in and be that number two wide receiver for the Cowboys right now.
2: I'm going to give you a list of free agent wide receivers and tell me if any of these, I don't know if excites you is the word, but do you think any of them could come in and really make a difference with the Cowboys? T.Y. Hilton. Okay. Yeah. Will, Will Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. Cole Beasley. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders. And the list I'm looking at also has Odell Beckham, but he may not be ready to play until about mid-season, so that wouldn't help the Cowboys out. So you're basically, well, I mean, the top four free agents are Sanders, Beasley, Hilton, and Fuller.
1: They know Beasley. You know, the issue with Beasley is he's an anti-vaxxer guy. And, again, we don't, we're don't, we not going to get into that. I mean, I'm not trying to say anything negative about him. I'm just saying that the the, the truth of it is he's been very open about not getting vaccinated. And one of the reasons Amari Cooper is no longer here anymore is part because he made a lot of money. Uh, Second, he missed time. And part of the time, I think Jerry believes that he missed some of that time because he refused to get vaccinated. And so I don't think that this would be a great spot to, um, to put Cole back in. Although Cole had a a good relationship with Dak and they had a really good chemistry. That's a very interesting name to think about. Um, I, I think they'll keep going with what they have, but I do think they at least have to look at some of these options. Hilton uh, certainly, I mean, he used to have superior speed. I mean, Manuel Sanders has been around now for a, a good amount of time. I mean, these are wide receivers. There's a reason they're still out there. But I think the Cowboys have to at least look. They've already brought in from the USFL – the former TCU star Cavante Turpin, and so I think that is something they'll have to uh, they'll have to you know they'll have to take a look. And they there's also the chance, Aaron. Sometimes you can wait and start seeing some of these wide receivers who get cut. There will be veteran wide receivers who get released later in camp. You could try to execute a trade. Um, <clears throat> you know what did they get from Amari Cooper? Well, they got a fifth round pick. I think they used that fifth round pick on a cornerback named Deron Bland. Either that, they had two fifth round pick. One of those guys is about to have shoulder surgery. Uh, well, let's go. Is that uh, offensive tackle? That it, the news on him is that he's going to have to undergo surgery. So Cowboys already getting banged up today. The first day of padded practices. James Washington out um, could be out for two to three months. Looks like it's going to be. A, a Jones fracture in his foot. Jaron Ron Kerr, starting safety, did go down, was limping around, but came back out to practice. So that's some good news. But um, it, that was uh, James Washington has uh, Jerry told reporters he's concerned, and I, I think there's good reason to be concerned about that. Now, uh, big news. We'll, we'll get to, we got Curtis Quillen coming up. Today was the first day. Of practice uh, that, our, uh, that our high school teams could get involved and get going. Uh, the cheerleaders are back on campus. The cheerleader that lives at my house was back on campus today, although I think they're easing them in with just making some signs or something, painting some signs to get ready for the season. But uh, we'll get into to, uh, first day of practice with Curtis Quillen. Huge breaking news today. Deshaun Watson ruling came out. Aaron, I know you thought that he was going to be in huge trouble. This was a lot softer punishment than some anticipated, although it did feel like it was maybe headed this direction here recently. The retired, uh, the former federal judge, uh, the arbitrator, the independent arbitrator in this case weighed in and has ruled a six-game suspension, no fine. No fine, and there's some a lot of reasons for it. Given uh, part of which is that Deshaun Watson, um, you know, once he once he participated in this, and the NFL wanted to basically uh, suspend him for a whole season, suspend him indefinitely, and then indefinite for the next season. Um, the arbit the judge in this case thought that, given the circumstances. Deshaun Watson and other players didn't have notice that they would face this stiff of a punishment. And so that's part of the reason he only gets six games is because they weren't put on notice. Does that sound ridiculous? It does. It does. I mean, it's part she was looking, this judge was looking at precedent, and um, and this was viewed as a uh, a, a nonviolent, Uh, sexual nature the the, you know what was done to uh, the the women that alleged uh, what happened to them and uh, obviously like 24 of the 25 women have settled now with Deshaun Watson these were uh, these became these were civil suits there was never arrest made Uh, so you know it wasn't anything of a criminal nature but It was just unsavory and embarrassing for the NFL and embarrassing for him. But the Browns now will be missing Deshaun Watson for six games. He will obviously go with this. The Browns will. Uh, Deshaun Watson and the NFL now has three days to decide if they want to appeal this ruling. And the awkward thing about that is if they try to appeal it, thinking, that it's not stiff enough, it would either go to Roger Goodell uh, to make the next judgment or somebody he appoints. And I would imagine he would appoint somebody because it's going to be very strange for it to go before him. But um, huge news today, Deshaun Watson, former Texans quarterback, former Clemson great, uh, suspended six games. And based on what he was accused of, and everything that's going on, I think a lot of people thought it would be much more severe than this. Six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson. Next, we talk to the news director, the sports director of Channel 6, Curtis Quillen.
3: Your weather
4: report is brought to you by the Nitsi Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at Nichigroup.com. With the Nichi Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at the TheNitscheGroup.com.
2: Your ESPN Central Texas forecast. Sunny and hot the rest of the afternoon. Tonight, clear skies, low of around 78. For the rest of the week, we'll see sunny and hot with highs near 104 and overnight lows in the upper 70s. Currently 99 at ESPN Central Texas.
3: Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com.
4: Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook.
3: Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN
7: Central Texas.
8: Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. Summer's here and weather's heating up. So why don't you come cool off with a new vehicle from Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're going to offer you top dollar for your trade and no funny money, a fair price on every new and used vehicle and don't forget our award winning service department, great parts department, and a collision center that will exceed your expectations. So come see what everybody's talking about here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. Give us a call 840-3261 or shop us 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away McGregor. We're treating like family.
6: Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation I got Repair. I candy in my mouth. Well, that's really not a good idea before you record a radio commercial. Plus,
8: I'm diabetic.
7: That's really not a good idea. I think they're sugar free. But what
6: is a good idea is if you call us for a foundation repair estimate. So, you don't
7: even care about my health? I mean, I gave up. You didn't tell me to spit it out. Rude. He spit it at me. It's not like it stuck to you or anything. But well, You guys
9: give us a call. I'll be your
7: lifesaver. 235. foundation. 4922. I'll even bring you some candy. Or if you got candy. Jimmy.com.
1: I'll come and get in the van. You got show me the candy first. <laughs>
3: ESPN Radio
4: Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The NFL has reached a decision on Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. Watson will miss the first six games of the 2022 season because of suspension. Bill Russell, the cornerstone of the Boston Celtics dynasty that won eight straight titles and 11 overall during his career, has died. The Hall of Famer was 88 years old. Dallas Cowboys are once again the most valuable sports franchise. Cowboys are worth $7.64 billion. A 633 3 million advantage on the second place team the new york yankees astros took the weekend series over the mariners three to one astros start a home series with the red sox tonight seven o'clock first pitch texas rangers got their series win over the angels four to one texas starts a seven game homestand starting with baltimore tonight 705 first pitch and you can hear that game on espn central texas sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas
1: It's Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, back from lovely Oxnard, California. And just in time for the start of high school football practice, and I saw Curtis Quillen up early this morning, Channel 6. He was making his way to some of the various practices. We want to encourage all our coaches get those practices knocked out either really early, really late, Let's keep the kids out of the heat. Now, Curtis, uh, I understand this was quite an undertaking. You had to, um, you, had, you and your staff, and boy, your staff, and you have to introduce, by the way, I think you have a third staff member, uh, perhaps, um, uh, that, that I'm excited to meet. But you all accounted for, what, 21 different practices today, is that correct?
7: So I did a recount after I texted you that, Matt. It was 19, so still a lot, but not as many as I had thought. Uh-huh. Um, we hit, at, including the evening runs, which both Matt and Nicole are on right now. Nicole Sheeran, our new hybrid reporter, and she'll do news and sports here at Channel 6 and uh, be a huge part of our high school football and our UMHB and our Baylor coverage. Uh, she uh, The two of them are out on their evening runs right now. I have to anchor, so I am in the office, and... The three of us will combine for 19 practices today. Wow,
1: that is, and an, uh, welcome to Nicole, by the way. And uh, let's make sure people don't just auto- automatically uh, start calling her Nikki, right? I mean, you could see you could see something <laughs> like that happening. Um, okay, so what? Tell me what you're going to put your eyes on today. I mean, the sports director is a man who likes to stay in the AC put on a suit, be the anchor that he's supposed to be, but you also still like to get out in the field. What will you? Uh, what did you start out with this morning, and what will you personally put your eyes on uh, today?
7: So this morning I went to Troy, Rogers, Bartlett, and Central Texas Christian School, um, and I think that there's some really interesting storylines for the high, coming high school football season at those stops. Uh, our first pigskin previews tonight at 6-10, uh, Will be midway and reigning for a Division One state champion China Spring. Uh, obviously, the storylines there uh, that I'm most curious about are how does Midway try to bounce back from a really rough year in Shane Anderson's first year there at Midway? Uh, I, the new district obviously helps a little, but you know, getting uh, getting a year in the system helps as well. And so, how do the Panthers handle that? And then, how is China Spring adapting to a new? head coach to Tyler Beatty getting promoted into the big chair. Obviously they're familiar with him there on the staff, but the head coach is a very different role. Um, and so how, how do the Cougars handle the expectations and the new district with both reigning four a state champs in the same district with the other local reigning state champ uh, as their season opener. And so that, that's what we're previewing today. Uh, I will pull the curtain back a little bit, We're going to preview Lorena and Colleen Chaparral tomorrow. And so for me, it's, you know, how does Chaparral look to build a program uh, with playing varsity football right away? You know, Lake Belton had two years after it opened its doors before it played UIL football uh, this coming fall. And then Academy, I'm headed to Academy tomorrow morning and I want to see what the Bumblebees have going because, you know, they've been very young the last two years with Chris Lancaster as their, their new head coach. And uh, he still got them into the playoffs both times. And so what's the expectation now that he's got, you know, someone other than sophomores or, uh, you know, some kids that aren't sophomores, they're on the offensive line. And so I'm very, I'm, I'm very curious about those um, and pulling the, but we, we're going to do two schools a night, uh, six and 10 o'clock. And uh, we'll hear from coaches at six o'clock and we'll hear from the players at 10 pre- until, you know, it's time to start previewing our first game of the week.
1: Well, it'll be here before you know it, and um, uh, it, it, it's it's going to happen. What, I, I'm just kind of curious, Curtis Quillen, uh, Channel 6 sports director, I noticed you made some comment, maybe it was when your Bartlett meant that the numbers look good out there. You know, at smaller schools, boy, you really have to see year after year, okay, how many are we going to have? I've even covered – I've been to some games in the past uh, year, Class 6A, where players are having to go both ways because they just don't have Mm -hmm. the numbers that other schools have. What are you sensing from just your first few stops as far as the turnout and the excitement uh, in some of these programs?
7: The turnout at, at Troy and Rogers is the same as I've seen it for years past, and I think that speaks to the culture in both programs there. And I think that, you know, that says a lot about Troy ISD given the change that they've had uh, with Steven Hermsmeyer coming in and taking over when Ronnie Porter decided to step away from coaching and, and go be a dad and go be a husband. And so um, I think that says a lot about the culture there Uh, talking to Brian Cosma this morning at Bartlett practice. uh, He told me they're expecting to have about 40 kids come out when it's all said and done. Obviously you still have some that, aren't there in practice yet for, you know, what, what's the thing that coaches always uh, get stressed out about in, in early August? It's kids not having their physicals done. And so you, you're obviously going to have a few that don't have physicals done. You're going to have a few that have X, Y, or Z come up and can't come to the first couple days of practice. But he's expecting to have 40 kids come out there in Bartlett, which would be probably close to – it, it'll be it'll be approaching the number of boys enrolled in the school when you look at the UIL enrollment numbers, and so that is a huge testament to what Cosma has going there um, in Bartlett, and they've improved every year. The win totals may not reflect it, but if you go watch the product on the field, they're not the same team they were when Cosma was hired a week and a half before practice started in 2019. And then you look at Central Texas Christian School, and they have a veteran. Bunch, you know, they have that. They have a sour taste in their mouth at CTCS after seven fumbles in a playoff game a year ago, and they're looking to get back into the playoffs and win a playoff game again. Uh, this is a school that's only won two playoff games since uh, moving up to 11-man uh, about 10, 12 years ago, and both of those came in the 2020 playoff run where they uh, wound up clashing with, uh, with Bishop Riker in the regional final in TAPS as Riker uh, made its run to a state championship game. So lots of uh, of buzz and, you know, really good numbers at those small schools, like you said, like Bartlett and Central Texas Christian. Uh, CTCS, as Leif Johnston was telling me this morning, they're, in his second year as the head coach, they had old, about 30 kids show up to every day of summer workouts. Wow. And when you only have about 30 kids on the roster, 30 to 40 kids on the roster, that's a lot. So... There's uh there's some good stuff happening in the small schools here in Bell County, and uh, you know we'll see we'll see what the numbers look like at some of these other small schools that have had these types of problems in the last few years.
1: You know I love you know some of these coaching angles are good, and talking to Curtis Quillen like Tom Westerberg is going to be out there at uh, uh, Salado, Alan Hare leaving Salado to go over, you were talking about Colleen, I mean, opening new schools, there's some great storylines out there, and so I love that uh, you and the crew, and we got Nicole right in the action, and uh, uh, this Mm -hmm. is going to be, this is going to be a lot of fun to to watch how y'all, you know, uh, encounter all this. By the way, another uh, story today in college football, uh, Curtis Brett Yormark, it's his official first day on the job, and... I thought that was interesting. When I was out in Oxford, California, with the Cowboys, how about the uh, how about the Pac-12 uh, commissioner Klavikov, uh, uh, George Klavikov? just coming out and uh, torpedoing the Big 12. It's like, let's not go after the group who took two of your signature schools and put you into chaos. Let's open up our – let's go after Brett Yarmark in the Big 12. Brett Brett Yarmark hasn't even really shown up at the league office yet, and he turned his sights right there on the Big 12. What was your initial takeaway when you saw those comments from the Pac-12 commissioner?
7: I thought it was quite strange, you know, seeing George Kliaskov blaming the, the, you know, blaming all of that on the Big 12. The Big 12 did not poach your two cash cows. The Big 12, like you went and raided the Big 12 10 years ago when all of this happened. So uh, not necessarily Kliaskov as a human being, but, you know, his employer, the Pac-12 conference. And so sitting there and blaming the Big 12 for what the Pac-12 is going through right now just I don't understand it. And so I understand that, you know, sometimes you got to play the game, but I don't understand what game he's playing whenever he does this. And so uh, seeing that he's coming after Yarmark in the Big 12 the way he did, and don't get me wrong, I had some thoughts on Yarmark's introductory press conference. I thought it was quite scripted, but he seems uh, cognizant and he seems like he's got the right head. he's in the right headspace for where college athletics is headed. And I think that says a lot, but to see Klyavkov's comments makes me wonder what's going on in the Pac-12 office uh, that we're going to come after the big 12. I mean, the big 12 is operating from a position of strength given the fact that it has figured out what its next move is. The Pac-12 is still working towards that. Both of these conferences were blindsided whenever they lost their cash cow's you know, in the Big 12, that's Texas and Oklahoma. And out there, it's the two L.A. schools who decided that California is actually in the Midwest. And uh, it just doesn't – I think there are better ways he could have handled it and delivered the same message of strength um, in the conference. And so I, I have some questions. I thought that it was it, in a funny kind of cynical humor way. I thought that it would be really kind of ironic if the next day, two like the four the the four corner schools announced they were joining the Big Twelve. <laughs> that didn't I'll happen, like, no, obviously.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. Well, Curtis Quillen joining us from Channel Six a sports director, a man who, um, well, you know, chilling with Quillin. We do it on Fridays, but um, Curtis got married. He went on a honeymoon. And then he's been he's been dealing with it. He's had a lot on his plate, so we kind of gave him a little bit of a sabbatical. Uh, Curtis, how is the um, the married life treating you? Are you, um, are, are I mean, have you settled into it nicely?
7: Uh, married life has been the same as pre-married life. I've been told that's a good thing too. Uh, nothing's really changed for us. Um, it was uh, it was nice whenever she got home because uh, when we got back from our honeymoon, she went. to she stayed behind in Pflugerville for a few days to sell a bunch of our wedding decorations that we don't need anymore. Um, and it's a lot easier to sell those in greater Austin than it is in temple. And so, uh, it's, it's been good though. Um, you know, we've been just trying to keep it, keep pushing along. Uh, football starts today. She goes back to school tomorrow. So, uh, you know, now we're really getting into the grind of it and, uh, hopefully it continues to stay the same as before. And, you know, uh, I had a, a coach ask me at Waco Trib Media Days that, that same question last week. I said, "Well, it was the same as before, so I don't know if that's good or bad." And they said, "That sounds like a good thing." So,
1: so far, <laughs> that's right. So
7: far, so good. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what football season brings along. Cause in what three, four weeks, we've got uh, we've got the start of the Baylor season, and that's when uh, that's when the real stress begins.
1: Yeah, because your Friday nights and then of course your Saturdays will be uh, uh, will be accounted for uh, at a lot of times. So, uh, but yeah, she's she's had a chance to kind of get to know you and get to know your schedule. So I think uh, I think everything will be okay. Any thoughts, uh, Curtis, on this uh, on this Deshawn Watson um, news that came down today? I I think it was a lighter punishment. Then obviously the NFL wanted. In this ruling, the arbitrator, the, the uh, former federal judge, said that the NFL was seeking an entire season and a postseason, was what they wanted to suspend Deshaun Watson. Uh, her ruling came down to only six games and no fine. Is this, um, did this one catch you by surprise?
7: It did. I was also expecting something closer to a full uh, season. What I think happened here is that the former federal judge, that you know Sue Robinson, who did hand down this ruling, I think it said there's no precedent here to provide guidance. Because when I was reading through uh, the snippets of the report that had come down from the national uh, outlets covering the NFL, it seemed like it was a matter of, okay, there is a high volume of allegations here, but two grand juries didn't fail to indict, but there's still lawsuits pending that he's settling on. But then, you know, the NFL stipulates there's a difference between violent and nonviolent. And so to me, without, a, without getting it too deep into it, it says that there's not a precedent for her to go off of. So where do you draw the you know where do you draw the line on that and th- it's harder for a judge to answer that question because you know the, the judges and the, and the legal system works in the black and white and life is lived in the gray to me um, but six games seems like given the sheer volume but then you have to remember there are no indict there, there are two grand juries have failed to indict him in the state of Texas. Does that mean that, you know, there isn't some validity to this? And is, there, is it interesting that the clause was in there that they can only use, that he, he should only use Cleveland Brown's massage therapist? I, I think there's some really interesting things in there that say that maybe it should have been more. Um, but it, that's not for me to decide. I yeah. thought it was interesting. I think it did catch my eye uh, uh, quite a bit. And I think it's going to be something that's going to be talked about for a while moving forward. And I don't know if the precedent that it's setting, because it is truly a precedent setter for NFL discipline on these matters, because there wasn't one established for this judge to go off of in handling this discipline for the league. And so I'm curious to see what happens moving forward. Uh, with this case, but six games to sum it up, yeah, that was a little lighter than I was expecting to see,
1: yeah, and uh it seemed to be the the uh the the aspect where it was uh non uh nonviolent sexual conduct played some role in the punishment that seemed to be an important thing with the judge, although you know i i I don't know that's uh when you think about the victims and you think about everything that's uh That's gone into this. It just uh, I I can understand why the NFL was trying to send a message and it does not look like it will be able to, although the NFL can now appeal this. All right, Curtis, it's good to visit with you. I saw those tweets this morning. I got excited about the start of high school football out there, and I knew you guys would be right in the middle of it. Thank you for coming on and uh, look forward to talking to you soon.
7: Sounds good, Matt. We'll
1: talk soon. Curtis Quillen of Channel 6 fame the sports director at Channel 6, and they accounted for 19 uh, uh, practices today. Nicole Sheeran, Matt Lively, and, uh, and Curtis Quillen. And, of course, our, the rest of our, our TV friends were had this thing canvassed today, and they were uh, out there. I'm sure Jack was lugging a camera around, Darby, Chris, the whole gang was out there uh, doing some great work on that front, Eric, uh and uh, so anyway good good folks and uh, always great to check in with our people uh out in the field all right next it is time for campus confidential what does mr sexton have in store for us that's next recently on the john moore show
6: we're pleased to have with us the new commissioner of the big 12 conference brett yormark i'd like to build the brand of the big 12 um In New York, I'm not sure a lot of people know the Big 12 brand. And candidly, I want to make it a national brand that's recognizable all over the country. And when student-athletes are in their senior year and they're contemplating what's next, I want
3: them to say, I need to go to the Big 12. John Moores, weekdays at 3 p.m. on
4: ESPN Central Texas. you know the average American pays over $500 a month for
6: their car payment what would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days where else could you use $1,500 keep your car payments at Genco buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days only at Genco subject to credit approval membership eligibility and loan policies insured by NCUA
0: my money my future my
3: Your home for the Waco Lions. ESPN Central Texas.
4: Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsborough and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. at over to from Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust.
10: In my podcast, Your Money and a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments and retirement in a
6: qa and a style format, helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money and a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify.
10: Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
7: direct
3: ESPN Radio
4: Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The NFL has reached a decision on Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. Watson will miss the first six games of the 2022 season because of suspension. Bill Russell, the cornerstone of the Boston Celtics dynasty that won eight straight titles and 11 overall during his career, has died. The Hall of Famer was 88 years old. Dallas Cowboys are once again the most valuable sports franchise. Cowboys are worth $7.64 billion. A 630 3 million advantage on the second place team, the New York Yankees. Astros took the weekend series over the Mariners 3-1. Astros start a home series with the Red Sox tonight, 7 o'clock first pitch. Texas Rangers got their series win over the Angels 4-1. Texas starts a 7-game homestand starting with Baltimore tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center
3: every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. All
1: right, is Matt Mosley. <clears throat> Campus confidential and uh, lots of breaking all around. We've had a lot of NFL news and uh, uh, we uh, actually had some more Cowboys news. I haven't even gotten into that It involved uh, Jimmy and Jerry. Feuding again. Um, Go ahead, uh, Aaron. It is Campus Confidential time. What do you have for us in the world of college football and college athletics?
2: Today is new Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark's first day on the job, August 1st. He's unofficially been doing work, obviously, for the past couple of months. But today is his first official day on the job. So this will be his first week. Do you think? anything will happen the first week or you think it may be a little longer than that or maybe nothing happens in quite a while.
1: Well, you know, when they announced that he was the new commissioner, it was like a either a day or two and the and the big news came down about USC and UCLA. He's also taken some incoming hits <laughs> from the Pac-12 commissioner. So I I think he'll have to hit the ground running. We may not have... News as far as like realignment news immediately, but I I know there's some things circulating and interesting things, and I know uh, at some point we're going to hear uh, Mac Rhodes on with Game Time the other day uh, talking to Tom Barfield and Ryan and Ward, and I thought uh, I thought those were some interesting comments, and so we'll react to those. But I I think your mark. May at least have this week to kind of ease into things, but I'm uh, I'm gonna give him one day, Aaron, and I am <laughs> gonna uh, I am gonna request him. I don't know if they'll get him for us, given my uh, my on again off again relationship with one Bob Bowlesby. but they used to put Bob on with me from time to time. I'll uh, I will certainly ask for Brett Yormark, and we'll see where will that'll go. But uh, we wish Brett Yormark, Yormark the uh, the best of luck. And um, I hope he, I, it'll be interesting to know if he was actually in the office or not. I mean, you can obviously work remotely. He's a man that um, has lived in the uh, greater New York area. And so I'm kind of wondering if he's going to commute or be here full time or how that's going to work. I think his wife has a restaurant in uh, in Manhattan, perhaps. I don't know if it's in Brooklyn or Manhattan. We'll have to uh, investigate. But uh Uh, Congratulations to Brett Yormark, and welcome as the Big 12 Commissioner.
2: Dripping Dripping Springs quarterback and Baylor commit, Austin Novosad, will be making an announcement tonight at 7.30 regarding his recruitment. The Baylor commit has fielded interest from multiple P5 programs this summer, including Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Texas A&M. Texas A&M is where his father went to school, so will be making an announcement at 7:30 tonight according to rivals and I've tried to think about how that could be good news for Baylor I mean it could I don't want to I don't know I don't I don't, <laughs> don't want to get anybody worried for no reason but I, I there's a lot of reasons why you would be making an announcement like this and most of them aren't good news for the school you've committed to if that makes sense
1: I hope that he is just going to reiterate that I'm sticking – I'm I'm full on Baylor. I've made my decision. And because he did take an A&M visit, he got the Ohio State offer. Ohio State did just get a – I think they just got another commitment from a quarterback um, in that class of 2023. So that's something to watch. Uh, A&M, certainly you have the the family connection as my neighbor – says uh Aaron, I'm sure he got this from somebody, but neighbor Ted says you're either going to be Nova sad or Nova glad. <laughs> 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 so that'll be the case uh, tonight at 730. Aaron, I guess we'll have to be tuned in. You'll probably be working at Rangers game. Mm-hmm. Rangers uh, uh, are hosting Baltimore tonight. I believe first pitch is 705. And then Aaron, um, I hope you're not Nova sad. Again, I, I think the announcement could be, hey, it, it's over. You know, and I, I've, I've enjoyed all these visits, but I am a Baylor Bear. Now, the good news is they had a huge cookout the other night at A&M, big pool party that they apparently do annually for a lot of the recruits. He did not go to that. In fact, he showed up at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m., whatever it was, at the Baylor camp and was seen out throwing with the Bears. So Baylor got on him early. Will he reward them, or will he go a different route? I, I've learned to not get so attached to, <laughs> like, recruits <laughs> that I don't right. know, right. you know, that I have no relationship with. And so, you know, I'm not going to let this impact me one way or the other. I would just say it would be a really rough uh, outcome for the Bears if he, if he decommits – and decides to go to A&M or, or Notre Dame. And and part of the reason is because they already did not get a 2022 quarterback. And losing out on, on their 2023 quarterback would be really tough. Especially a class that has been pretty highly ranked. It's consistently been in the top 10. And he is a four-star recruit. And so the, the class itself would take a hit if they lost Austin Novoside. Now, again, is the whole thing going to fall apart? And, oh, my gosh, the 2023 class, are going to lose a bunch of kids? No, no. I mean, I think they'll be okay. But, again, this was somebody they hit on early. And um, we shall see where this thing ends up. And uh, a lot of people will be looking. Again, that announcement going to be made at 7.30 this evening According to Aaron, I believe I sent Rivals. you that thing, Rivals.com. Ooh, that means we better have we better have our man on Kevin Longquist tomorrow to react to all this. Aaron, at the break, I'll reach out to Kevin to see if he can uh, point us in the right direction. What else do you have, sir?
2: In a uh, what I thought was a huge story over the weekend that didn't give much traction, the LA Times reported that USC President Carol Folt Quote shut down potential Pac-12 expansion plans last year, last summer, when uh, Texas and Oklahoma announced that they were joining the SEC, leaving the leftover Big 12 schools kind of scrambling. The Pac-12 had a meeting to discuss, to, discu- to discuss, to uh, discuss expansion, which would include, which would have included, obviously, m- or possibly, actually. Possibly adding Big Twelve schools, so Big Twelve. Uh, excuse me, Pac Twelve Commissioner George Klivkoff assembled a committee of three presidents and three athletic directors to to decide whether or not to recommend expansion to the larger group. The group met on a Zoom call to go over a twenty-slide deck. But the Pac Twelve was only about fifteen minutes into an hour-long presentation when the USC president spoke up. She basically said, "Why are we doing this?" and uh, expressed surprise they were even talking about expansion according to multiple sources. When When asked about it, she said that she does not comment on hearsay, but there were multiple reports that she shut down the expansion talk in that meeting, and I just thought that was a very big story, especially considering that, what, less than eight months later, USC ended up leaving for Big Ten for the Big Ten.
1: Yeah. Interesting. You don't think the president already knew she might be up to something. That's the the question
2: that really has me wondering. What's the timing on their first contact with the Big Ten, and was it before or after she shut down the Pac-12, possibly expanding?
10: Oh,
1: man. Okay. Well, this is – that that is really an interesting one, Aaron, and and that would – we will uh, we will continue to pursue that one. Now, Aaron, we've got uh, some interesting things coming up at 520. We may hear from a couple of Cowboys players. Five o'clock, Aaron, we're going to, uh, uh, coming up next, Nui Scruggs, who asked Jerry Jones the question about Jimmy Johnson, is going to join us. So we nice. gotta, we're going to change on the fly, yeah. And so that ended up being kind of blowing up and being a big story, the whole Jimmy Johnson and the – Sports director of NBC5 in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. My longtime friend, Newey Scruggs, was the man who asked the question. Newey, before doing his own TV show, will hop on with us in just a few minutes. You'll hear from Newey Scruggs at 5 o'clock. That is next. Cowboy Report, brought to you by Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at
4: (laughs) RichardCarr.com.
6: Hi, everyone. With the Dallas Cowboys training camp report, I'm Christy Scales. Today is the first practice in full pads, and this new Cowboy defensive end is ready to make a statement. You'll hear from Dante Fowler after this.
3: it's not complicated
5: 5g requires compatible plan and device 5g may not be available in your area see att.com slash 5g for you for details becky hammond on being the first woman to coach in the nba
9: what if it's no big deal that i'm a woman what if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me
5: it's not about where others say you should be it's about where you want to go
9: without the
6: labels. One of the questions here at Cowboys training camp in Oxnard is who'll step up as a pass rusher and fill the vacancy left by Randy Gregory, who's gone in free agency. Dante Fowler, the former Jaguars first rounder, is staking a claim. Fowler was the third overall pick of the 2015 draft who spent time with the Jags, Rams, and Falcons, and he thinks this group of Cowboys D linemen is just as talented.
5: The sky's the limit.
3: I've been on some of the best D-lines, like Saxonville with me, Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe. I was in L.A., it was Aaron Donald and Dominick Nsouz, Clay Matthews, and the same thing is similar here. And we're just gonna put in this work and we're gonna show y'all what we're about. Pads
6: come on today for the first time so we'll finally see some real football. With the boys in Oxnard,
8: I'm Christy Scales.
3: Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
8: Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. We have new Chevrolet inventory rolling in just in time for summer. We want you to know that we are not adding on to our prices like some other dealers. No funny money, no games, just an honest and fair deal. We also have a nice selection of certified pre-owned vehicles that'll give you a peace of mind knowing that they've had a 172-point inspection by our award-winning service department. So take that short ride to McGregor or shop us 24-7 at TurnerChevy.com and remember
3: Flinging the green and
0: gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel & Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel & Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. We're SIA LTL Freight. For nearly a
3: century, our team has been committed to driving business forward. From Lady Liberty to the Golden Gate, Superstore to Corner Store, we go that extra mile, expanding our team to better serve you. So trust that when you partner with SIA, we take every delivery personally. Visit Saya.com for all your shipping needs. That's SAIA.com. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Lots going on today, and I wanted to
1: go to Oxnard, California, where Nui Scruggs is. Uh, he is the sports director, NBC Five, Dallas Fort Worth, has been the sports anchor there for many years. Has been my friend for many years. And Nui, uh, Jerry, y'all, you know the anchors, y'all have Jerry on uh, that first Sunday of training camp every year. It's always kind of interesting. And boy, did you capture the most interesting thing from. Um, from Jerry Jones, and no, he didn't reach over and, and, and try to hit you or anything, but my goodness, you you seemingly got under Jerry's skin, so uh, Nui, let me just congratulate you for that, because uh, uh, your interview of Jerry Jones uh, has made national headlines today, all right? I just looked at the New York Post, and, and it's leading
9: the way. Uh, I don't know if we, we congratulate for doing our jobs, but I just really asked a question that, Matt... Uh, all of us have wanted to know. I mean, that, I know. that was really it. Um, you well, know, our friend Mike Ducey asked. He couldn't really get him to do it. Our friend Joe Trahan asked. And I just kind of felt like uh, Daniel Caffey talking to Colonel Nathan Jessup and a few good men. I was just trying to find a <laughs> get way to get, get the code red out there. <laughs> that was hey, all I Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've gone
1: back, studied it, you know, I'm hoping to learn some things here, but uh you did uh I, I think I think he you know, he finally Jerry kinda cracked a little bit and he's quoted saying it's BS for anybody to be making anything and you brought up the fact that it is a little petty. I mean he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame for goodness sakes. And for whatever reason, you know, I, I think Jerry feels like oh there's there's other people we need to put in before we put in Jimmy. And, but the part that, of course, is getting a lot of attention is when he gets down here and he says, and so how I do that, what I do with, I get to make that decision, and it isn't, at the end of the day, all tailored around whether Jimmy is sniveling or not.
9: <laughs> and so he said that, and at that point in time, I'm like, okay. He ordered the code red, and I followed it up simply with this. It's your team. And then he kept going. And so that was really it. But as I said, Matt, I just tried to ask a question that a lot of people have wanted to know. And just looking at it, we just see this is petty. You cannot tell the story of the 1990s Cowboy without Jimmy Johnson. He is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I'm going to tell you, this because I've gone to a lot of those ceremonies a lot of years. And I used to work up in yeah. Cleveland. So, you know, we, we I know what the Pro Football Hall of Fame means. And let me tell you the part about it that become sad and in some ways for me it angers me a little bit is when you see guys finally get in and they're not healthy. I watched Mick Tinglehoff go up there. Fran Tarkin had to talk to him because Mick Tinglehoff wasn't in good shape. Um, yeah. Ken Stadler gets inducted after he's dead. Cliff Branch, I talked to Cliff Branch about four years ago when he was inducted to the uh, Texas Black Sports Hall of Fame. I said, you think you will ever get in? Yeah, he was disappointed. So now Cliff Branch is going to get in, but he's passed away. Who wants to see Jimmy go out there if he's not 100% or he has Alzheimer's and dementia or he's not alive? Put the man in while he and his family can enjoy the moment and let the fans enjoy the moment of Jimmy John.
1: But you know, Nui, it speaks to that deep-seated, and even when Jimmy went in and they were both in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and they seemingly made nice – and said nice things about each other, and I know you were out there for all of that. we can witness that, and we can think oh, that's a big moment, but but at the, at the they're almost come back at, at times to being like little kids. The, the, there's this thought, well, Jimmy you know received too much of the credit, and Jerry doesn't feel like he received enough of the credit. You would think Jerry being in the Hall of Fame before Jimmy would have solved a lot of that. But I think you hit a nerve, Nui, with, with with Jerry, in the sense that these two men that go all the way back to where they were seventeen, eighteen year old kids at at Arkansas playing football have never truly gotten past all this.
9: Matt, I covered Shaquille and Kobe when they first got to the Lakers in '96, and Kobe Bryant died without Shaquille and Kobe. Really, really getting back on the same page. They did a sit-down interview together. that's really good, but they really were never close. And and just they they got mended a little bit, but they didn't mend it all the way. And like I said, man, these guys are in their seventies. Man, don't don't leave this earth not having mended this this thing. And I, I hope that they can. But it's his team. He gets to do what he wants to do, and that's the end of the day. He it is his choice of who goes in when and where but we tried to at least ask are you going to live up to what you said on fox in front of jimmy and terry bradshaw and everybody else Mm -hmm. on that set that you put him and he said he put him in but he's like hey i get to decide when and that's the part that doesn't seem petty it might be
1: yeah, yeah, and, and and then to act like Jimmy—that's what I love—is that he got worked up. And at the at the base of this is he thinks Jimmy's driving all this talk, and that's not why you ask. That's not why anybody else asks him. It's a very natural thing to ask. But it—I think—in Jerry's mind, he thinks Jimmy or some of Jimmy's people are driving all this. It 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 adds to one of the great long-running feuds and soap operas in sports. It is Nui Scruggs from Oxnard, California. NBC, uh, DFW, NBC5, have enjoyed watching him all these years. Now, Nui, do you still hit the ground out there and pick up a lot of your gear out there in Camarillo? You were a man that worked in that Los Angeles market many years ago. Do you still do that, or do you actually pack some clothes. I just remember in the early days of Oxnard, you you would kind of buy your... I remember
9: that time I had to go get you some shorts, but uh, I got to go pick (laughs) up... uh, I got to go get at least one good Columbia shirt, and I got to go get some socks. So, yes, I will hit the Camarillo outlet uh, here pretty quick, yes.
1: All right, and uh, and, uh, and Nui out there enjoying the the weather. Now, Nui, I wanted to get your take also on this, uh, the big ruling today on Deshaun Watson. Six games uh, is what the suspension is, and uh, it's a lot lighter than the NFL wanted. Obviously, in this ruling, we learned the NFL wanted a whole year and the the postseason. We know a lot of the facts of this, but this was unprecedented in some ways. Did this catch you off guard, uh, the relatively light sentence that Deshaun Watson of the Cleveland Browns received today?
9: No, he didn't play last year, and this was a part of it last year. So I look at it, those 16 games he missed, I also think back of just – okay, what have they done with Daniel Statt? What did they do with Bob Kraft? Um, owners involved in any in, in sentences with the National Football League. What about Jimmy Haslam and what he had going on with the Fly and Jay and then uh, the, the Vikings owners who also had been involved in some legal situations. So they've been very light on the owners, hard on the players. And to see this, I thought, okay, this, this was kind of in line of what I thought would happen. Um, but I still think you got to talk about the fact that the guy didn't play last year. And and, a, and that was a part of it. Even though you know he was in his, his trade discussions and issues with with Houston but you know they they, they felt you know something's going to happen here but it's the NFL it's going to be inconsistent uh, they do what they want to do so I, I'm just not surprised and uh, if you're Jimmy Haslam you got to be happy that you're going to get you know the, uh, you know a, a, a set, you know a good number of games for Deshaun Watson if this guy wins up in Cleveland I used to work up there they're they're going to forget about it. I one I remember one year Albert Bell hit some kids with his car who yeah. egged his house on Halloween, and the fans backed Albert Bell. Those fans loved him, players, man. So as long as he wins <laughs> up there, he'll be just fine.
1: <laughs> didn't he throw a baseball up in the stands and hit somebody one time as well? Albert Bell? Uh, hit, hit, Albert
9: hit a photographer one time from the outfield that he didn't like with a baseball. So, yeah, he, uh, he had some issues, man.
1: All right. And then uh, today's first padded practice, James Washington – Cowboys were hoping he could be, you know, while Michael Gall- waiting for Michael Gallup to get back, that he could be one of the answers. Now they fear he's going to have a, uh, a broken foot and could be out for significant time. Um, what do you, I mean, the, the scuttlebutt, uh, Nui that you're hearing, do you think this team is going to have to go look and try to bring in a wide receiver? Do you think they'll try to wait until some players are maybe released? What direction do you think they'll go at that position?
9: I I would say go get somebody sooner than later. You know, go call a T.Y. Hilton, go find somebody. Um, you can't sit around here because you and I know a guy coming back is one thing. A guy coming back and being productive is a whole other thing. So um, I, I think the boat on James Washington uh, it, it's got to sail right now. You got to keep this thing moving.
1: All right, Nui, you got TV duties. Go do that. I, I uh, it was great catching up with you, and uh, appreciate uh, appreciate appreciate you jumping on with us. All right, my man, keep doing your thing and wake up. Be well. Bye-bye. All right, Newey Scruggs, uh, Channel 5 there, um, NBCDFW, longtime Channel 5 anchor. And back in the day, we don't talk as much as we used to, but in the early days when I was covering Parcells, we had a lot of late-night conversations trying to figure out some of Parcells' moves, Knew he's been doing it a long time, does a nice job, and for whatever reason kind of punched Jerry's buttons. And Jerry sometimes does not like it if he feels like somebody from the media is being a little bit, uh, how should I say, Uh, sarcastic. I mean, I even saw him get mad at Babe Laufenberg one time. Who was hosting an event, and he thought Babe was being kind of sarcastic. He's got very thick skin. Jerry does, but in that moment, Nui said something like, "Aren't you being petty?" And that caused a reaction from Jerry, and Jerry ends up saying something to the uh, something to the point of, uh, here, "Here's what exactly what Jerry said: It's BS for anybody to be making anything of that." I've said I'm going to put him in, talking about Jimmy into the Hall of Fame, in the Ring of Honor. Now, when I put him in, in the circumstances of what I do with that, there's a lot more than Jimmy to think about here. And I've got a lot of other lives out here that have laid a lot on the line, on the field, that need to be in that Ring of Honor as well. And so how do I do that? What I do with, I get to make that decision And it isn't, at the end of the day, all tailored around whether Jimmy is sniveling or not. (laughs) Now, that is two old men who just can't let it go. Jimmy, uh, Jerry's about to turn 80. That means Jimmy's close to 80. All right? They both look good. Uh, Maybe one of them's had a little more work than the other. But they both are in their late 70s. About to turn 80, they played college football together at Arkansas in 1963. Then they got together in 1989, and they made history. And they both together created a dynasty. The Cowboys won three Super Bowls. Two of those happened with Jimmy as head coach. Obviously, Jimmy laid the foundation for the third to happen as well, but Barry Switzer was the actual coach on that. It is an ugly thing. It is too bad that, that they can't seem to move past it. I promise you Jimmy is laughing today. Jerry is taking a swipe at, at, at Jimmy here. They're both responsible for what happened and the fact that uh, this thing ended sooner than it needed to. How many, would, how many Super Bowls would the Cowboys have won if those two had stayed together? We'll never know. Maybe just three, like they did. Maybe four. Could it have been five? We will never know the answer to that question, but they just can't seem to get past it. So, anyway, uh, fun to, uh, to get to visit with uh, Nui Scruggs there. And, again, he was the one from Channel 5 who was interviewing Jerry last night and asked the question, hey, isn't this kind of petty? Why don't you go ahead and put Jimmy in? And that really got under Jerry's skin, and you've heard how Jerry's reacted. Now, uh, Aaron, we might ought to, I think for tomorrow's show, let's track down um, Jerry, you know, and uh, and let's hear Jerry. I love hearing Jerry when he does these things, and we'll actually let you hear a little bit of that uh, audio. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And we got a lot more to go today. We got Cowboys news we need to react to. All right, We also have some Baylor stuff that, um, that uh, basically Aaron tipped me off to, that I want to react to. We'll do that next.
3: Your weather report is brought to you by the Nietzsche Group.
4: Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at Nichigroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at nichigroup.com
2: Your ESPN Central Texas forecast for tonight. Clear skies. We'll see a low near 78 Tomorrow and through the rest of the week, we'll see afternoon highs near 104 and overnight lows in the upper 70s. Currently, it's 99 at ESPN Central Texas.
3: The Big 12 Blitz, weekdays at 5.50 p.m. on
4: ESPN Central Texas.
5: Are you worried about losing your pet in the cracks in your yard? Or does it sound like walking on potato chips when you walk across your lawn? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. This heat and lack of rain is causing the soil beneath your foundation to shrink, leaving you with cracked walls, sticking doors, and a cranky spouse. But do not fear, the Foundation Doctor can help. We've been dealing with these soils for many years, and we know just how to get you back on the level. Foundation repair doesn't have to be scary, and with the doctor, it won't be. We have more repair options than anyone in town, and we'll craft the right solution for you and your home. And if need be, we'll help you fish your chihuahua out of that crack in your yard. So give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So, for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house
3: call. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at
0: syntechsportsfan.com. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan forklifts cuz they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric and pneumatic forklifts. You buy and rent at Asco Equipment and they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. Asco Equipment, they're on it. Whatever it is.
7: Direct.
5: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lines with your
4: ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The NFL has reached a decision on Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. Watson will miss the first six games of the 2022 season because of suspension. Bill Russell, the cornerstone of the Boston Celtics dynasty that won eight straight titles and 11 overall during his career, has died. The Hall of Famer was 88 years old. Dallas Cowboys are once again the most valuable sports franchise. Cowboys are worth $7.64 billion, A 630 3 million advantage on the second place team, the New York Yankees. Astros took the weekend series over the Mariners 3 1. Astros start a home series with the Red Sox tonight, 7 o'clock first pitch. Texas Rangers got their series win over the Angels 4 1. Texas starts a seven game homestand starting with Baltimore tonight, 7 05 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas.
3: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Well, lots of news today. It's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. We had Curtis Quillen on earlier today. Um, if you've got a, uh, a youngster, maybe they've gone back for cheerleading practice, football practice started today, let us know. Text in their uh, their name and team, and we'll uh, we'll maybe throw it out there on the air, 254-662-1660. That's the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. We loved hearing from Curtis Quillen from Channel 6 today uh, talking about some of the different practice. He went out to Rogers. He went out, I think tomorrow they're talking about China Spring. They got Midway on being featured tonight. And um, West, I think they went out and, um, and definitely took a look at West. And then uh, uh, what else do they have coming up? Uh, oh, it'll be a lot. Belton, Kaleen. Was it Shoemaker? Actually, it was Chaparral, I think, that they're going to be talking about. But all these schools are now back working out. Athletes are allowed to work out. I did read a story in the Dallas Morning News, a tragedy from a couple of seasons ago of a player uh, that died of heat uh, exertion. And, uh, again, it was a reminder to me, and and there are some state-mandated rules about, you know, staying in shorts and shirts for the first five days. But there are also some other things that school districts can do. And one of those things, that's extremely important. And and not everybody's – UIL has not mandated this. DISD does it. That's the Dallas Independent School District. I think other school districts should do it. I know they have to do stuff like this Some Midway because their AD was an athletic trainer, and he knows a lot of this stuff. But having a – uh, uh, basically a tub, a cold water tub, ice down, ready to go. That is the best thing you could possibly have if you have a, uh, a student or an athlete who goes into some kind of a heat-related shock or uh, reaction. Having one of those cold uh, tubs is extremely important. Let's do everything we can to take care of our young athletes. And it's just something I read about, um, uh, a young man dying a few years ago, and it, again, it was senseless. It was unnecessary, and more can be done to ward that off, and I just thought it was something important to uh, bring up. Huge news today on Deshaun Watson. Six games, uh, a lot less of a punishment than people thought. Uh, the uh, retired judge that ruled in his case said his contact was, uh, conduct was predatory and egregious. But again, because of lack of precedent and because basically he did not was was not notice that this kind of behavior would uh would would do what the nFL was wanting the nFL wanted him to miss a full season and and then the playoffs and he's only going to miss six games and there'll be no fine so a lot of people today reacting to that also wanted to um Bring up the fact that Cowboys wide receiver James Washington got hurt today in practice. He's someone they were really needing to be good and needing to step up. And quite honestly, he's not going to be able to. Uh, He's probably going to be out for at least two months. They fear it's a Jones fracture. That is a broken foot. And uh, it's not good news. He, He was carted off the field. And they already were thin at that position. Now they're thinner. And as we talked to Nui Scruggs from Channel 5 earlier uh, today and, and talking to others, they need to go out and they need to quickly try to address this on the open market. That could be T.Y. Hilton. There are others. OBJ, although with whatever he's coming back from, I think that's going to take some time. Uh, there are a couple of wide receivers out there on the open market. The Cowboys need to go out and at least look around. Hilton has been great in the past. He is an aging player, but, but the Cowboys don't really have much choice. They need to at least go out and look and try to address the situation at wide receiver. Right now they've got a rookie in Jalen Tolbert. They've got a undrafted free agent from a year ago in T.J. Vasher. They just do not know a Browns on the team. But they don't have great solutions after C.D. Lamb. Michael Gallup's probably not going to be ready in those first couple of weeks of the season. So right now they have C.D. Lamb, and they've got empty spots. And so with James Washington out, that is something we're going to have to watch. Now, Aaron brought this to my attention when I was out in Oxnard, California with the Cowboys. Great coverage. We were so happy to do that, and we could not have done that without Jim Turner Chevrolet uh, being the presenting sponsor for our coverage out there from Oxnard, California. Also, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop and Barnett Contracting. Thank you, Mike Barnett. Thank you for what you do. Uh, those uh, those businesses uh, accounted for our coverage, our exclusive interviews. In fact, you'll hear another exclusive interview that came out of that trip tomorrow Dan Quinn, Cowboys defensive coordinator, has not talked uh, since the end of last season. He finally broke his silence, and it happened. uh, Ed Werder and I were able to get him off to the side, and so we'll share that with you tomorrow. Now, while I was gone, Tom Barfield and Ryan and Ward and part of that uh, game time show had Baylor A.D., (coughs) mac roads on and one of the things that you'll hear tom barfield ask about is you know does mac expect anything else on the realignment front and i i assume and i'll listen to how tom asked this question i think tom's obviously talking about you know big 12 related realignment news let's listen to tom ask this question and then let's hear Mac's answer, and then we will react to this. But this kind of got my attention, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to to let you hear it, and then we'll react to it.
5: Mac, you mentioned realignment uh, a year ago. Texas and Oklahoma made their announcement, and then immediately the Big Twelve uh, went into went into action and 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 went after the four schools that uh, that are coming in this year. USC, UCLA, make their announcement, but really nothing has happened yet. And I know you can't talk about individual schools or or things like that, but do you anticipate something happening as far as realignment is concerned before the start of this season?
11: Hmm. Tom, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think it's an easy answer if if you say, "Hey, do, do I expect something, you know, to 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 happen here, you know, in the in the next you know couple weeks to." To, to two to three months, I, I, I do, um, you know, before the, before the football season starts, you know, the, the, the month of August, um, it wouldn't surprise me if, if, if something does, does happen, you know, obviously, you know, there's all of the, all of the, the power five conferences right now are, are having conversations. And, um, you know, we, we just finished with, with big 10, media days and, and commissioner Warren's comments and, you know, the, the, the ACC obviously, you know, with their TV, uh, deal all the way up through, through 2036 is, is looking at, you know, how, how they can generate more, more revenue, you know, Pac 12 down to 10. What is, what do they do? And, you know, and then quite frankly, you know, I, I really believe the big 12, um, is extremely well positioned, and um, you know, um, former Commissioner Bolsby did—he uh, really did. You know, when you think about it in retrospect, did did an unbelievable job of uh, of acting swiftly, and I think, you know, quite frankly, when when you think about uh, additional teams, we we selected the the, the four best, and so um, you know, you you really got probably a lot of focus still remaining on the Big 10 and waiting for that that, that new TV contract to, to 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 be signed and and what does that mean? Does that mean they they stay put? Does that mean that they they try to add a, a you know some some additional members and then I, I think obviously people are looking at at the Pac-12 because they just they just lost lost to and, and certainly, you know, uh, with our new commissioner, uh, Brett Yormark, he's been uh, he's been phenomenal and um, you know this idea that we're we're open for business and so there's there's a, certainly a lot of talk uh, surrounding the big 12. but um, you know nevertheless I, I I really I really like uh, the, the big 12s position um, at this at this point in time.
1: Okay, okay. That was Mac Rhodes on game time. Tom and Ward and Ryan and the gang. And Tom's just kind of, you know, hey, what do you think's coming up? And and Mac just came right out and said that even before the start of the season, which obviously is coming up. College football starts later this month. And that he would not be surprised if if something else uh, happened um, and then went on to say that Big 12 is uh, is extremely well positioned okay and then Aaron I know he lost you when he started bragging on Bob Bullsby there but that's okay um, he went on to say we selected the four best teams I think they feel bullish about getting BYU Cincinnati Houston and Central Florida. But uh I I I find those comments uh to be to be really interesting. And I was kind of writing some of that down thinking about that and Aaron you kind of brought this to my attention while I was out there with the Cowboys. But the direct quote is it it wouldn't surprise me if something does happen. Now again, that could be something in any of these conferences happening. But I took it to mean he was referring to his own conference because that's, of course, where his focus is. And his focus is at Baylor. And it's this new commissioner and what the conference is trying to accomplish. Mac and uh, President Livingstone have played a, a, a huge role. In, in kind of where Baylor has landed in all this and in arriving at these four new schools, I find I find those comments to be very interesting. and um, and I, I think that uh, it, it would not surprise me. This is Mac Rhodes talking if something does happen. Now he was talking in the next two or three weeks talking about before the season. Maybe it could be in the next couple of months. But this timetable. And, again, that was Tom just kind of trying to figure out what might be next. And he went fishing and he caught a little something. And and I thought that was – I think that is uh, interesting. Aaron, I, I feel like the Big 12 is in a position of strength. I think that is why – George Klevkoff, the commissioner of the Pac-12, came out in such a defiant fashion. And, and, he, and he sounded really petty and defensive because he, he was seizing on the Yormark comment that we're open for business. And he used that to set up kind of a funny line that he was using to say, well, I'm glad to hear it, that they're open for business because we might do some shopping. The Pac-12 wanted it to be like that maybe they could take a couple of schools from the Pac, uh, from the Big 12. Now, I'll tell you what can't happen. There might be somebody up there in Cougarland, in the land of the Cougar, and I'm talking about the land of the Mormon BYU, thinking, hey, we fit better up here. If the Pac-12 came calling... Would we, would we want to listen? Aaron, there are people out there that are cutthroat in this world. We've seen it, people at UT, people at OU, P, uh, Greg Sankey, my old friend, who now is the commissioner of the SEC. There are cutthroat people out there. And then there are people, the Mormons are smart they are they, they, they generally do find the moral high ground. Aaron, the Mormons are not as cutthroat as some of these people in big college business. I do not see BYU as being an institution <clears throat> that after giving the Big 12 its word and saying, we're going to join you, after being given a lifeline and being independent, And joining the Big Twelve, that does not seem like something that BYU would do. Aaron, do you agree with me?
2: Yes. I don't I don't think there's any chance that they would even consider going to the Pac twelve, and I don't think there's as far as we know any interest from the other two big conferences. I don't even like consider the ACC as far as expansion because even though someone I did read an article it said that they could add schools without opening up their granted rights. I don't know that I believe that, or else I think they already would have expanded and tried to get a better TV deal, if that makes sense. That would have kind of give them an out to the ACC to, to bring in more schools and try to renegotiate with ESPN. The if they could do that, they would have already done it.
1: Now, there are two trains of thought here for the Big 12. You can get aggressive if you're feeling good about the four schools that are coming in. And and you could, one of the things the Pac-12 commissioner said is that, I mean, he admitted that the Big 12 had been reaching out to some of his member schools. Now, those member schools at some point are going to try to show solidarity. But if the right, if the right group comes along, they're gone. Who does the Big Ten want next? Well, we know they would love to have Notre Dame. Who's the best match with Notre Dame that's currently in the Pac-12? It is Stanford. Now, the ACC is sitting there hating their deal. If conferences wanted to get aggressive, they, they have a really hard grant of rights deal. Florida State is an attractive school in um, in Clemson very attractive I mean there there are there are parts of the ACC that would be extremely attractive to either the SEC or the big Ten could the big 12 go get them right now probably not what will the big 12 what could the big 12 do right now if it wanted to get really aggressive? It would try to completely destabilize the Pac-12, which already feels somewhat destabilized, and go get those corner schools that we talked about, Colorado, Utah, and the Arizona schools. What are Oregon and, um, and Washington doing right now? They're biding their time. They're seeing what their best offers could be. Here's what the Big Ten is doing. They're waiting to see if Notre Dame can can continue to get a huge deal from an independent standpoint, or if they're not going to be able to do that, then they would welcome them in, and you would have Notre Dame and Stanford go in to the Big Ten. Then you would have only nine schools left in the Pac-12. Those four schools I mentioned would bell on the Pac-12 in a heartbeat. Everything that Kleivakov did at Pac-12 media days was done as some kind of fake show of, of of tough guy. He He was trying to be tough guy and say that they're open for business. They're not. They're not. The Big 12 has somehow, some way, put itself as in kind of what would be a tie for third place of all the conferences. Aaron, who would that tie be with? I would say right now the Big 12 and the ACC are tied when you look at them in in their entirety. Uh, I would just say Florida State, Miami, Clemson, give, give the ACC enough that – they are kind of that they're tied for third after the Big Ten. Aaron, would you agree with that assessment, or do you think the Big Twelve is actually ahead of the ACC right now?
2: If you're no, if you're talking right now, I agree with that. I just think that the ACC they're they're hampered by that long-term deal with ESPN, but it's also keeping their conference together because if they didn't have that long grant of rights, I think they would have already had their best schools poached as well. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation for them. They're in a long-term deal that doesn't pay them near market value with ESPN, but if they get out of that long-term deal, then that opens them up to the Big Ten and or the SEC taking their best schools, which I think would happen pretty quick.
1: I'm amazed, Aaron, that you could go from a Pac-12, Big 12 some conversations taking place on a possible super conference-type expansion or a partnership, and then you go from that, and like a week and a half or two weeks later, you've got a commissioner throwing haymakers. It says to me, the Big 12 and your mark, um, they, they tried to put a bear hug on the pac 12 Okay, what does that mean? Well, it means that they use some of those talks to somewhat constructively take a peek at the Pac-12 and its finances, okay, (laughs) while at the same time singling out some of those member schools of the Pac-12 and saying, come be with us. That angered Klevakov. Already... In a weakened state, he had a conference coming after him. What does that tell you as a Big 12 fan? Well, it tells you that Brett Yormark is is playing for keeps. Yormark is not in one of these old school, hey, we're all in this together. Hey, we're all in college athletics together. Let's all pull on the same rope. No. Tell you what happened when when everybody was still thinking like that, Bowlesby woke up one day and looked like a doofus. He did I mean and I like Bob personally, but Bob made a statement that that ended up making him look like an idiot. He said, "I don't lose any sleep at night over any over realignment." Well, Bob, thanks for saying that. Thanks for playing because two weeks later. Everything was thrown into a tailspin, and the Big 12 did not even know if it was going to make. Thank goodness the quick work of President Livingstone, uh, Mack Rhodes, uh Skoviak at Tech, the, the, and then the people at Oklahoma State. I would say from my perch that Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Tech – Acted quickly and in the best interest, and maybe the Kansas president. I'll I'll throw the, I'll throw him in the, as well. But I do think Baylor took a huge uh, leadership role in keeping the Big Twelve together. All right, Aaron. I mean, we could write a book on all this stuff. There's a lot <laughs> out there, and uh, appreciate game time for having Mac on. And Aaron, thanks for bringing that to my attention because I do find that very interesting as we continue on talking about all of this now next it is time for the dismount we've had a lot go on today let's do a quick recap as we say good night
3: next your first word in sports game time weekdays seven to nine on espn central texas
0: Is $5 gas and high-priced groceries eating into your pocketbook afraid at how much longer you'll be
6: able to purchase a firearm for protection or sporting needs? Then you need to head to the Real Texas Gun Show at Harker Heights Event Center, August 6th and 7th. They have all types of firearms and ammunition you need. It's air-conditioned and family-friendly. Bring the kids. Head out and check out the new freeze-dried food vendors for long-term food needs. That's the Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, August 6th from 9 to 5, and Sunday, August 7th from noon to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center.
2: At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
3: Baylor football, cowboy football, Waco football, Central Texas football.
7: So Windows Direct.
8: Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. We have new Chevrolet inventory rolling in just in time for summer. We want you to know that we are not adding on to our prices like some other dealers. No funny money, no games, just an honest and fair deal. We also have a nice selection of certified pre-owned vehicles that'll give you a peace of mind knowing that they've had a 172 point inspection by our award-winning service department. So take that short ride to McGregor or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. we treat you like family. Hey Baylor
2: fans,
1: looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fimfo Waco is a brand new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fimfo and enjoy on site amenities like their pool,
0: swim up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit campfimfo.com. That's campfimfo.com.
3: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
4: I'm Ward Weintraub with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The NFL has reached a decision on Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. Watson will miss the first six games of the 2022 season because of suspension. Bill Russell, the cornerstone of the Boston Celtics dynasty that won eight straight titles and 11 overall during his career, has died. The Hall of Famer was 88 years old. Dallas Cowboys are once again the most valuable sports franchise. Cowboys are worth $7.64 billion, A 630 33 million advantage on the second place team, the New York Yankees. Astros took the weekend series over the Mariners 3 1. Astros start a home series with the Red Sox tonight, 7 o'clock first pitch. Texas Rangers got their series win over the Angels 4 1. Texas starts a seven game homestand starting with Baltimore tonight, 7.05 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes,
3: only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on
1: ESPN Central Texas. Well, <clears throat> we've had a lot to uh, to hit today. It was our first day back on from camp. Now, we still have some stuff we did at, camp- at uh, Oxnard, California with the Cowboys. It was great to be out there. You know, we're one of the top uh, – Cowboys affiliates in the state of Texas, ESPN Central Texas. And the PR and everybody, they were excited to see us out there. And so I think it was uh, well-received. And, again, uh, you heard uh, Derek Scott talking about it. Jim Turner Chevrolet was our presenting sponsor out there. Tremendous um, job and support out there, and we appreciate it. Barnett Contracting and Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop were our uh, sponsors. What a time it was. Now, Aaron, the other big story today across the NFL is Deshaun Watson, his suspension came out only six games. A lot of people thought it was going to be more than that. The NFL has been really bad at this for a long time. They've been criticized for disciplining players inconsistently uh, for off-field behavior, and This Watson case, Aaron, was was supposed to be kind of the first major test of the new CBA where they had an independent arbitrator, in this instance a retired federal judge, come in and make this ruling. Obviously, people are not, a lot of people are not pleased. I mean, the actions, this has been a really tricky one because Deshaun Watson um, <clears throat> You know, they did not indict him on any of these charges. He settled a lot of these cases. But as the judge found, um, I, quote, egregious behavior, predatory behavior, but she used the wording nonviolent sexual conduct. And apparently, because it was nonviolent, even though it was egregious and predatory, and she went, she used precedent, she only came up with six games. The NFL, in in presenting its case in front of this judge, wanted an entire season of discipline and postseason, I might add. Now, I know we talked to Newey Scruggs earlier today, and he mentioned that Deshaun Watson missed last season. But guess what? He was paid. He was paid by the Texans. I mean, at least $10 million went to his pocketbook while he sat out last year. So let's not act like it, it might have been seemed like punishment that he didn't get to play. But he did get paid. This year, he will miss out on six games. But hey, he'll play 11 games. And then he'll be available for the playoffs if the Browns make the playoffs. Lots to unpack here. We'll continue to do it tomorrow. And tomorrow is the day we'll have the Dan Quinn exclusive interview right here on espn central texas all coming up tomorrow thanks aaron everybody have a great night we'll talk to you tomorrow at four o'clock good night everybody
5: it's time for today's spectrum big 12 football preview today a look at the baylor bears here's the voice of the bears john morris
6: everybody beginning a new week with our big 12 football previews today we'll hear from baylor head football coach dave aranda picked to win the league in the preseason poll but having to make up for some significant losses off last year's team that's straight ahead on today's spectrum big 12 football preview
2: when it comes to choosing a mortgage lender exactly who you work with has never mattered more than it does in today's economic climate the wood group of fairway mortgage has been and continues to be waco's most trusted mortgage lender Ask any expert and they'll tell you now is the best time to purchase a new home. Inventory's up, competition is down, and rates are still historically low. I'm Chris Allman with the Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage. Call or text today at 254-717-6111. Let's talk financing and how we can help you afford the home you've always wanted. NMLS license number 180-8404.
5: The Baylor Bookstore on campus is your go-to location for the absolute